Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. In each episode, we will sit down with a guest and talk about news and events related to the sport and hobby of pinball. Here are your hosts, Lauren Gray and Rebecca Salem. Welcome, everyone, to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Rebecca, what's up? Not much. Hanging out. So are you Are you still got the Rona going on at Chateau de Rebecca? Dude, I ain't got the Rona. I still do not. Have the, there's still Rona in the Chateau, or as Christina likes to call it, my House of Meow. Um, the House oh, of I Meow. Oh, I like a House of Meow. That's excellent. And so in the House of Meow, there is still COVID, but not me. I have been, my poor nose has been swabbed 8 million times. I've done like rapid tests basically daily. I did a PCR test mm-hmm. and like, I still don't have COVID. So I might be some super powered genetic freak. I don't know, but I'm cool with it. And I apparently was just extremely ill due to a very high mold. So while I am massively immune to COVID, I am massively allergic to mold. So um, I was still miserable last week, but I feel much better now. Yay. It's great. It's great. I feel better. I still got my lingering cough and my my negative status is still here. So I'm very excited. I feel much Yay! better. I'm still tired. But I talked to somebody. They're like, yeah, I had the cough for like three months. I'm like, what? It's like, ah. I was like, God, I hope that's not the case. But I also am allergic to mold and mold is very high right now. So it's really bad. These are not pinball conversations, but I do have to tell you, Rebecca, I had to take the jumpsuit that I wore to TPF to the dry cleaners. And I am horrified to find out how much it's going to cost me to get that thing clean because they had to like send it to a special guy and they like had questions because they're like, we don't know what to do with the feathers. And I'm like, what? and I'm like, they're going to charge me like $200. Like it's like a <laughs> wedding dress or something. I like I got the sparkle jacket clean because I was like, OK, I've had this thing for a year. I need to get it clean. I was like, I'll just yeah, take it to yeah. the dry cleaner. And they charged me like 30 bucks. I'm like, oh, my God, it's almost how much what? the jacket is. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll just hand wash it next time. It's fine. Yeah, no, I'm just going to Febreze it like I do the couches and we don't need to talk about like we're just going to college it. We're going to do those like give it a little college try and just spray it with Febreze. And not where it's anywhere hot and humid. So uh, I will not be wearing that sparkle jacket all summer. Yeah, the, we're, we're going to need to find something for Boston. Like, we, I don't know what the mm, weather's mm, like. It's mm-hmm. cooler there. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need like, you know what? Hopefully our shirts will be done by then. I hope that our shirts are done by then. And we'll just wear our shirts. Yes. We talked about it on the other episode. We got new shirts coming. Backbox 2.0 shirts. They're awesome. Hopefully they should be ready for us to wear to Boston. Maybe we can get Jess to like rush us like two. But super excited. Yeah. So, so excited. We'll ask really nicely and I can wear it with that super obnoxious rainbow skirt I got. That rainbow skirt is everything. It made me like. It's amazing. When I saw it, I was like, that's a Rebecca skirt. I was like, I I could not wear it, but Rebecca will look perfect in it. I was like, Rebecca's zhuzhing up her wardrobe. She's going to be like extra bougie because she's got her fancy job. So now she's getting grown up clothes. Not fancy, still same job, but definitely I can wear loud clothes and I dress loud. Like I realized it, I was shopping with Sarah Rose and we were looking and I was like, man, I love your like super minimalistic classy style and I'm happy for you for that. I don't think I can ever dress that way because I'm like, yeah, this is all great. And then I have really cool accessories and I'm like, no, just all really cool everything. And I'm going to look just like, it's going to be bad, but it's going to be so much fun and I can't wait. But other than my internet shopping problem. We could we could start like a pinball like fashion thing. Like that I feel like that should almost be like a separate podcast. Like just fashion. Pinball fashion. Yes. Yes. It could totally be a thing. I'm, I support pinball fashion. 100%. Yes. Absolutely. Totally. 
All right. Well, before Rebecca and I just like wander off and not talk about pinball for the rest of this episode, we have an amazing (laughs) guest today. It's somebody I met like a year and a half ago. And then Rebecca met her about a year ago. And I am so, so excited that you are on the show today. Please help me welcome from Greensboro, North Carolina, Sammy Bacon. Yay! Hi, thank you so much for having me. Sammy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Sammy and I met virtually um, at the virtual Battle of the Bells that was part of the Virtual Pinball Expo in 2020. And then, you know, you know, I was like kind of following you on like the, you know, social media. And then Rebecca met you. uh, You went to the actual like rebooted pinball expo. That's correct. So part of the prize package for the virtual event was a ticket to the following year. So had to use the ticket. Of course. That's right. Because she won the virtual Battle of the Bells. Yes. I was like, well done. And then you got the prize pack. And then you got to go to the in-person virtual expo where you met Rebecca in person. And then like, we were both like, we need to have Sammy on the show. We got to figure that out. Like, we try to do a schedule. We try. We try real hard. It's it's a journey. We're busy ladies. We are. And we, we just want to talk to everybody. Sammy's been on my brain since like January, though. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll sit and we, we, Lauren and I talk and we're just like, who do we want? And I'm like, bam, 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 bam. And then I'm like, OK, I need to actually write this out. And then I don't. And then I reach out to everybody four days before I need them on the show. It's very professional. Because Rebecca is kind of the de facto person in charge of scheduling. But Sammy, for everybody that doesn't know how fabulous you are, tell us your pinball origin story, kind of how you got started in the pinball and where you're at today. So to be honest, I really don't remember a time before pinball. My dad used to take me to arcades when I was about four or five. And um, they must have had a pinball machine there. I don't remember the machine specifically, but... I just remember being like, oh, well, this is cool. It's a video game, but it's also a steel ball rolling around. And how does that work? I don't understand. And I want to know more. So the first two tables, I actually remember playing. I was about eight. We were living in France, actually, and there was an arcade in a mall in uh, Courchevel. And they had a Super Mario 3 kitty pin. For like awesome. two or three plays for like 10 francs. It's like a dollar twenty or something. And then they had a Phantom Menace Pinball 2000. So <laughs> some of the worst games ever made to start out on. But uh, I was hooked. If you get hooked by those two, I mean, you are a total fan like to the core. Well, I was also a huge Star Wars fan. So that certainly helped. That does help. Hey, those Pinball 2000s are really cool. I keep trying to talk Jordan out of whenever he sees one. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm going to, Lauren, you know I will regret it later, like this year. I'll be like, I regret telling Jordan no. He shouldn't have bought that. And it definitely a Phantom Menace, I'm pretty sure, has come up. And I feel like, no, don't do it. But I also said no to Baywatch, and I massively have regrets about that too. But those are, they are maybe terrible games, but they are at the very least fun games And I wonder if that arcade is still there. That's a really good question. I know the area has changed a lot since I've been there. It's been 20-some years, I think, at this point. Oh, uh, my gosh. Who knows? We need our pals over at RB Flip to uh, go check that out. (laughs) Be like, send a friend. Be like, go check it out. Go check it out, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Well, ask Guillaume from Paris Pinball Attic. I'm like, we have, we, we need you to go on a journey. So to find this arcade and to find this pinball 2000. It's very important. Our lives depend on it. I mean, the 
they were like segregated and off in the corner, like back Aww. then in like early two thousands. So who knows at this point? They may have a whole lot more pinball. You never know. So after you found all of these lovely pinball machines when you were in France, uh, how did how did you get from there to now? It's been twenty years. <laughs> just you know, pinball kept popping up in different places, and I just shoot around and um i really got into it in college ironically because i was in the middle of nowhere indiana for college and being in the middle of nowhere downloaded pinball fx and started buying all the tables and that's when i really got into like oh okay the rules and this is how everything works and um you know fast forward a few more years a friend of mine reached out to me it's like hey i know you like pinball there's a selfie league starting up in Greensboro, and uh, I know nothing about it, and I know you don't either, but, you know, come on out and check it out. And it was an immediate addiction. It, it really was. I'm a very competitive person, and it was like the perfect outlet of like, well, I'm not going to destroy my body. I was a wrestler and did mixed martial arts, and it's like, I cannot do that forever, but here's this really low-impact competition thing. I think I've loved forever and just immediately hooked. I love it. I love it so much. And we're going to find out more about all the things that you are doing with pinball right now because you're doing some cool streaming stuff that I'm that I'm interested to hear about. But we'll hear more about that as we deep dive into Sammy later on in the show. Right now, before we go into pinball news, let's talk a little bit about uh, one of our favorite sponsors forever, The Flip, Custom Pinball Hoodies. Rebecca, I mean, I know it's not hoodie season because we're in South Texas. No, that's not true. That's not true. It's always hoodie season in the summer. It, it, that's true. That's true. Because they freeze us in every office environment known to humankind. Yes, it is always like the AC is at 60 degrees. So it's very like incongruent because you're like it's 105 outside and then you walk in and it like gets really cold because you're sweaty. It's like it's not it's no bueno. It's not. But but we have our an amazing forever the flip hoodies to keep us warm. Um, they are amazing. They're soft. There are all kinds of cool designs from our friend Neil, a great supporter of the show. Um, if you want to get your custom pinball hoodie, whatever you're into as it relates to pinball, he's got it. Like uh, we were talking about this last night and uh, my friend was like, I want the Metallica one. I was like, that's a good one. So there are um, uh, countless hoodies, whatever you're into. I promise there's going to be a hoodie you like. Forevertheflip.com. You can find out more and get yourself an amazing cozy hoodie that you can wear all year round. Love, love, love. So yay, pinball news. Um, so news happened. News happened yeah. this week. Uh, there was some big stuff. There is a lot of things. Big stuff. There was like, usually, you know, sometimes pinball news is slow. No, not this week. Uh, so first off, uh, there was a flood at Stern. Uh, yes. No joke. And um, so I found out uh, via naparcade.org had some pictures. I don't know how you found out, Rebecca, because you told me and then I Googled and I was like, oh, Nap Arcade has pictures. I think it was Nap It was either Nap Arcade or it was uh, Raymond Davidson's Discord. It was one or the other. We, we try to credit our news sources because it's like, you know, we don't necessarily like, you know. We're in the know, but like we don't know everything. But we try. Oh yeah. So yeah. But well, oh, yeah. uh, credit to uh, Jason Knapp. These pictures are legit, kind of scary. I mean, there's a good inch two of water. You know, there's one office photo where I'm like, you know, it's a couple of inches, and but none of the machines were harmed or damaged because the machines were kept up on 
platforms with wheels so nothing was damaged and they're back on into production they got everything cleaned up but you know if they aren't having enough issues with trying to get stuff out the door it's like (laughs) and now there's a flood and flooding and natural disasters you know they're gonna be fine they're they're gonna be fine but yeah there was a a bit of flooding so but uh, i'll put a link in the show notes thanks to our friends at nap arcade for that uh new story but um it doesn't look too bad and they seem to be back at full speed ahead so Big news from Jersey Jack Pinball. Dun, dun. Well, I feel like it's like the worst kept secret in pinball because everybody kind of knew. But, it, but it's now official, official. I mean, they haven't released, like they haven't released, released. They haven't told everybody it's Toy Story, even though everybody knows it's Toy Story. But they are manufacturing. Um, I think on their Facebook page, they showed all of the lovely, like, coils and wires and goodies and things and Mm -hmm. people were trying to like zoom in and be like that's woody and like that's buzz and it's like dude it's it's coils but that doesn't mean you know it's been i can't believe how long it's been since guns and roses came out because i feel like it was just yesterday but it's been forever so i think everybody's ready to see a new game so i'm super stoked for that especially because we're on a cooldown for stern i think until like what august August, at least, I think they're going to kind of slow it down. I mean, they do about four cornerstones a year. So, you know, late summer seems about right before they go into Expo. You know, they want to have something ready to go. But congratulations. I mean, it's not official, official, but it's official enough. But a Toy Story, it's a it's a fantastic license. You know, everybody loves it. It has appeal. It's I'm interested to see what they do with it, because I liked Wonka. It's probably my favorite game from Jersey Jack. So I'm interested to see what they do with Toy Story. And it's it's Pat Lawler. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's going to be great. I like Dialed In. I also really like Dialed In. The theme is terrible. But but what? I feel like it's a great game. Like if we can take the theme away. I, th- I hate the theme. But the game itself. I don't itself, mind the theme. I think oh, it's really silly terrible. and directed at like goofy millennials. And it's like, why? Well, yeah, I would love to play a game where we collect SIM cards because we definitely still use SIM cards. I don't know. It's still very silly and kind of ridiculous. Lauren, I have a bad cats. It's literally a pinball machine about cats. So why not have a machine about cell phones? It's fine. It's fine. That, you know, you do you, Rebecca. But I am like, I will. I will do me. But, but, <laughs> but I think the game is awesome. Like, I love playing it, but I, I'm just like, oh, this theme. But I'm interested to see what Pat Lawler can do with a theme like Toy Story, because that's, mm-hmm. that's a bomb. I mean, it's like, that's a great, great uh, IP. Well, the theme integration for Wonka was phenomenal. Yeah, they did a great job. And so if that's what they can do with Wonka, I would love to see what they can do with Toy Story. And I mean... Let's let's be honest. I mean, when like the expectations for Jersey Jack are like lights and toys and like pack it all in there. And I don't even think they're doing like standards like it's just two. It's like fancy and fancier this time around. So which makes me excited because I played a I'd played a premium what or I would played like the fancy Guns N' Roses and then I played a standard Guns N' Roses and I forgot about what it was like to play a standard. And I was like, oh, yeah, less. And so it's less. It's less. I mean, it's still fancy, but it's less. It's still fancy. It's less. It's less. I mean, Jersey Jack will always be fancy, but it's not as fancy, but still fancy. But Sammy, are you a Toy Story fan? I am. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's going to be a really cool theme. Um, so uh, stay tuned. We're going to have more info as uh, those things drop and they, you know, do the official official trailer about it. But that should be super fun. This past weekend, we had Allentown. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a correspondent like last year. We had uh, 
back from Hup Challenge. We didn't like coordinate a, a correspondent this year. Part of me wants to know if there was the whole 500 uh, fathom purchase. Like, to, I still think about that to this day. Like, Lauren, we can call people. Like, I can ask if there were any crazy deals. Like, I want to know because honestly, like, out of all the shows, I feel like Allentown is like the the show that has deals. Because like people, these people roll in from all over, and that's like a really big hub for pinball. And I'm like, I still back. I I. I, when you told me that story, I, I think about it. It haunts my dreams. This is like the whole um, like $200 Dolly Parton in Houston that I still cry about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the $400 Bride of Pinbot and Temple. Like, yeah, like the good deals. Yes. These these deals haunt my dreams because you know what I get? I get the guy trying to sell me a $10,000 Dolly Parton. I was like, no, no, I'm not buying that. And it no. hurts. I'm like, stop it. But tell me, Allentown, if you went, if you went and you saw a crazy deal, Email us backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com or send us a note on Instagram, backboxpinpod. Sad news. We have sad news. We have a double dose of sad news today. Yes. We probably should have sandwiched it because, you know, it's like good, bad, good, but we kind of... Well, we're still sandwiching it. We we had good pinball news and then we'll do the sad stuff and then we'll have pinch for carry and so that'll be good. Yeah, so we'll come back with good. Yes. We'll come back with good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So um, we lost a friend today um, where we, we found out uh, Norman Jennings from Pinball and Cancer. Uh, we had her on the show several months ago. She is an, a she was an amazing person. We were excited to get to know her and chat with her, and she was so passionate about pinball, and the the entire pinball community has rallied around her. I know most of you that are you know in the community, you know are aware of Norma, aware of her journey. She had this amazing uh, Twitch stream. She was highly involved in the Florida pinball community. We'll put a link in the show notes if you didn't catch the interview we did with her. It was really fantastic. But uh, she's also been interviewed on Pinball Profile. He uh, Jeff Teolis did a, a really great interview with her as well. But uh, Rebecca, when you found out, because I, I found out this morning and I was just crushed. I mean, I I kind of knew it was coming. But it still was just sad. I mean, when you know that someone has decided to stop treatment and go into hospice care, like, I, it's it's hard because you always secretly hope that it's not going to end the way that it does and it'll just change. And it's really hard when it doesn't. And, you know, Norma, like, went through this journey and just, you know absolutely like crushed the universe like on the way through it in the best of ways and like kept on doing all of the things that she loved and was passionate about and then was really honest about you know how that impacted her health and well-being and I think that it's really nice to have that honesty in the world and as much as it absolutely sucks to lose her like I appreciate everything that she's done. It's hard when you have to make the choice to go on hospice care. I remember, you know, I've had family members who have decided to go on hospice. And, like, you respect the decision. And she is so respected and loved. And and she'll be really, really, truly sorely missed. So I don't think that the scores that we left up, like, when we were crushing Ghostbusters, we put in PEA. But I have, if that's been on location, goodness knows if those are still there by now. But put in those initials um, in honor of Norma, uh, PEA. If you haven't seen it around the internet, if you high score something, put in PEA in honor of Norma. And Josh Sharp did a really good article um, that's been posted to the IFPA page. That's also like really good. We'll put a link in the show notes because I forgot that was actually a really good article. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So sad news to hear about today. So I was like, so another sad thing that we also heard today, um, I heard it via the Pinball Degenerates group, Tilt Toronto, which is a big arcade in the uh, Toronto, Canada area, suffered damage from a fire. The building they were in, the upstairs apartment set on fire and there was major fire and water damage to the arcade below. You know, Toronto and, you know, I mean, all of the world shut down. I mean, a lot of arcades did not survive COVID. Tilt Toronto did. And now they're dealing with this. And, you know, I know we've asked you to donate to all different kinds of things, um, but we are going to put a link to their GoFundMe. They have insurance, but the the insurance is not going to cover everything. They were able to cover and tarp some of the games. The fire department was able to go in and try to tarp when they realized what you know, was below. So hopefully a lot of the games survive. They're still trying to sort all that out. Um, but what they're asking for is uh, help with paying the wages for their workers because they don't necessarily, they're like, while we're rebuilding and getting everything sorted out, we want to make sure that, you know, we don't have to let our people go and, you know, we're unable to pay them. Um, but again, we'll put a link uh, to the GoFundMe site. If you have a few dollars to spare, I know that they would appreciate it. Oh, yeah. But now that we have gotten through all the pinball news, it is time for Pin Tips with Carrie Wang. Um, we love Carrie, and I am so glad that we get to have, you know, her giving us our lovely tips. It's so nice. I know. Carrie's amazing. We talked about her on the last show. This is like the second Pin Tips with Carrie. It's here to stay. She's got all kinds of like amazing tips um, on games, and we are excited to have her part of the show. So here you go. It's Pin Tips with Carrie. Hi, my name is Carrie Wing. I'm from Kansas City, and I'm a competitive pinball player, among other things. I'm going to talk to you about some strategies and tips. All right, so our next tournament tip is going to be for Alien Star. This is a really cool game from Gottlieb. You may or may not have seen it, but I've actually seen it in probably two or three tournaments now. And the last time was at Indisc in California. So here's what you want to do on Alien Star. You want to use the spinner to select 2x, 3x, or 5x playfield. You'll notice there's an insert kind of on the left side of the playfield that says 2, 3, or 5x, and each time you hit the spinner, it toggles between the different values. Then you want to spell alien with the right stand-up targets. This will light your ball lock in the left saucer. So then you want to lock your ball in the left saucer. Ideally, once again, if your um, playfield is at 5x, so that insert will say 5x, And then during multi-ball, you want to try and cash in a lit spinner. It seems simple, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's a two-ball multi-ball, no ball save, and somehow you have to get the right in lane and the lit spinner. And it can be like one of the juiciest spinner shots in pinball. It's really satisfying when you get it. But the key is you have to get one of the balls out of the way so that you can try and shat the right in lane before you hit the spinner. And then you only have a few seconds to hit it. And there's no ramp or anything to feed your right in lane, so you have to shats it. Now, if you're not familiar with that, it's also, shatsing is also called alley passing. You're basically waiting until the ball gets to the very tip of the flipper and then deliberately flipping the opposite in lane to get that switch. And that will light your spinner. And then you want to rip the rippiest spinner in pinball. And you will probably get over a million points for one shot doing that on Alien Star. That's the basics Here's just some additional notes that I wrote in the margins when I was playing this in California. You may want to cash multi-ball at a lower X sometimes, because sometimes you don't need the 5X. Sometimes if you 
have a chance to cash in at 3x, that's fine. A lit spinner during single ball play can also be like 100 to 200,000 per shot. So sometimes if that's all you need, you can go ahead and do that. During multi-ball, try to lob one ball up top so you can shots the lit spinner. But be aware that if you hit the in-lane while the spinner is still spinning, it doesn't light the spinner yet until the previous spin has stopped. I actually noticed that in a video with Josh Sharp, and he realized that mid-game, and he got so mad. (laughs) So I made a little note, because that could be really important someday. And then another thing is while you're in multi-ball, you can go ahead and work on your alien targets for your next multi-ball. So it's a nice, safe way to do that. And that's my notes on Alien Star. Oh my gosh, thank you, Carrie Wing. You're the bestest. We have like secret knowledge now. Love Carrie so much. She's awesome. We have been learned. We so got learned. We got learned. I'm learned. Yes. Now we're going to get sued by the Simpsons. Probably. But I feel like it's very much the now you know star. Like, you know. Yes. Star, you know. Because I'm of a certain age where I remember after school specials and all that. Time. Hey, I also had after school specials. I yeah. was a big reading rainbow person and also Bill Nye. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading rainbow. Reading rainbow. Yeah, where's my reading rainbow pinball machine, you guys? Oh my gosh, that would be <gasps> awesome. Reading rainbow would be. Okay. I think Sesame Street also, like, I know it like appeals to children, but also this is also part of the whole Muppets journey. Rebecca, have you even watched a Muppets movie yet? Uh, what if I watched Holy Moly with the Muppets, which is, yes, it's miniature golf reality TV competitions, but it does have the Muppets. It, it has the Muppets. It has the Muppets. I, well, I've seen the commercial for it, but Rebecca, as my co-host, your assignment is to watch a Muppets movie. I don't even care which one it is. Okay, okay. I will do it. Just one. There are many. I will do it. I promise. I promise. I promise. Wait, Sammy, are you a Muppets fan? Sort of. Part of having lived in France, there's this weird gap in, like, things that I watched as a kid or just missed or caught from, like, cousins who still lived over here. It's a mess. I can understand that. I have seen Muppet Treasure Planet, or Treasure Island. Those are two different movies that... Treasure Planet's also amazing. Yes, it is. Yeah. I also think of Pigs in Space, which is from The Muppets, the show. So, listeners, you know what? Email me and tell me your favorite Muppet movie because I need Rebecca to watch one. I kind of <laughs> want her to watch The Muppets Take Manhattan. It is not a favorite amongst people. It just happens to be my favorite. Also love The Great Muppet Caper. And I also like the new The Muppets movie, the one that um, the, with what's his face? The guy from, oh God, why? Jason Siegel. That one. I liked it. Anyway, sorry. We're getting off track, but send us your favorite Muppets movie. I want to know. Sammy, <laughs> this is where we learn all about all the magic that is you. So one of the things that I think is really interesting, you know, you you have this amazing passion for pinball, and now that has turned into streaming. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. How did you go from like, I'm going to play competition pinball to I'm going to do this on a stream? Not sure I could tell you. Just one of those crazy harebrained (laughs) ideas that I get and, oh, someone else is doing it. Why can't I? So that really is how it started. It was just, you know, I watched so many tournaments on on uh, on YouTube and on Twitch and whatever, and just one day it's like, well, screw it, I can do that too. So here we go. Let's learn a new thing. Let's learn video production and cameras. And had no idea how to stream going in, and suddenly here I am with all this equipment and lugging it around to different bars and uh, building a small following for myself. So it's been fun. 
I think it's so fantastic because uh, you you are the host of Triad Pinball and it's it's been a joy to watch. Um, I know that you're kind of like still, uh, you know, I could see you, you know, getting your legs and and Rebecca, you're a streamer, so I'm sure you can speak to this more than I can. You know, with with those first like few episodes, I think, and even in podcasting, it's like. I don't listen to the first couple of episodes on purpose. I love our guests. It's not them. It's just more of like <laughs> the evolution of where you go to where like you are. It's always like, ah, the first stuff is like, oh, it's so different. Oh, yeah. We don't we don't look at. Well, we didn't save our old stuff. And I kind of wish we did because it was rough. I was rough. I was rough. And then on top of just like streaming, streaming competition pinball is really hard because I don't know what type of setup you're using, Sammy, if you're using a wired setup, if you're doing all wireless, if you're using a roll, it like you have to move a rig around and set up on multiple games, and then you have to deal with lighting. And it's, it's a lot to deal with, which is why we typically don't do it. Also, it's like a lot of taking things apart. So streaming competition pinball is hard. I'm curious if your experience as a competition player has helped you manage streaming competitions in any way or what that, what is that experience like? Because like I'm competition light and then we stream for fun. We don't really do too much competition stuff. Honestly, if anything, I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like starting this stream is making me a better competitive player. Like you were saying, there is there was a whole lot that I just didn't know going into this and it was... You know, I know I have X number of microphones and all the equipment, but the bar is also super loud and I don't know how to adjust for that. And, you know, so that was the first few weeks of that. And then it was, well, how do I get the cameras exactly right? And, you know, what what sort of camera clips do I need? Like even the small things that, yeah, everybody lists like, oh, well, I use this camera and this software. Nobody mentions like how to put it all together. So thinking about that every time you're in this setting and, you know, cameras are all rolling and people are chatting in the sidebar and you're like, oh, well, I also now need to go play pinball and I now need to put up the score and I'm down 200 million on Led Zeppelin. Like, it's been good for managing my own anxiety and managing my adrenaline and just sort of chill, just got this, just get up there, do the thing that you need to do, play your game, don't worry about stream, don't worry about the other players, just get in that zone. And I, I kind of co-host with uh, Dwayne Marchand, he runs uh, the, the league that we've been streaming, and he said the exact same thing, like when he finally started getting into like the commentary booth to kind of help me out when I was playing. It's like, yeah, you know, it, it you get good at just shifting your mental priorities back and forth, and it just kind of helps get into that zen zone of just do your thing. Do what you need to do and ignore the stress, ignore the problems. I would like to subscribe to Sammy Bacon's zen school of pinball streaming and competition Same. because I don't think I ever find the place of zen, but I think that's because I'm literally the most tightly wound human on the plane of existence. But um, it sounds like you have like met, like it's like meditation almost. And I'm like, man, I should get into that. But I just keep doing Lego sets instead. But like, that is so cool. That is so cool. It literally is meditation. It's for the viewers at home. I am a trans woman. And it was super important in my transition to learn that meditation. And I immediately started applying it to pinball. And 
it works. It really works. Oh my gosh. I've always wanted to try like I you know, like you go to like events or like things and they're like, We're gonna do like a bit of meditation. I'm like, Oh no, here we go. And like because <laughs> like I I am much like Rebecca, um, like I've spoken about this on the show. I have ADHD, shutting off my brain. It's not something I am very good at. And so like I try to like be still when they're like, All right, be still and we're gonna like do this thing and and my brain is like literally like at like a million miles an hour is like, Be quiet. It's like Lauren's brain, be quiet. Quiet brain. Like, it doesn't work. But I love that you've, like, made it the Zen thing. Because I will say, I like playing pinball because it does, it makes that, like, the focus. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it makes your brain shut off. My brain does shut off and I just focus on the game. So I can see the the link between kind of going from there to kind of, like, a meditative state. Because that that is one, I enjoy activities that make my brain shut off. And pinball, that's obviously, I've deep dived into pinball. It's one of the things I love most about it. But I think that's amazing. And, you know, we are not familiar with the pinball scene in North Carolina. Um, we, are, we were also very excited. to. We were like, we don't know anybody in North Carolina. We know, like, the folks at Marco. But, you know, it's like... Well, they're in South Carolina. Well, there's North Carolina and South, and South Carolina. Carolina. Yes. But, like, they're next to each other. and They're next to each other. I group them together. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, they're two different states. I am aware that they are two different places. But the Carolinas, so I we you know, we haven't really heard about the pinball scene there. So kind of like describe to us like what does that look like? I mean, do you guys have leagues? Is there bells? You know, what do you guys do? Are there a lot of big tournaments, those sorts of things? So since quote unquote recovery uh from COVID with it still ongoing. Everything has just been exploding. So we now have the league that I play in in Winston-Salem, Reboot Arcade. They just started season one of a league in Raleigh, and that's getting like 30 players every Wednesday. Like just immediately huge. Raleigh has gotten approval for a Bells of Chimes chapter. They're in the middle of figuring out what that wants to look like their goal is to get more women in so it's probably not going to be terribly competitive and more you know just social nights and um you know learn how to play and all that which i think is super important Asheville now has a huge scene that there were like hardly a blip on the pinball map and all of a sudden they've got like five of the top players in the state right now and they're just absolutely killing it they're getting a whole bunch of uh, good turnout Soon, very, very soon, uh, the reopening of Super Abari it was a huge venue in Charlotte. Um, they were forced to move during the pandemic, so this is like a new rebrand, new location. Everybody is super thrilled. And then one of my very good friends, uh, Kaylee Campbell, has been doing, in lieu of state championships uh, last year, she organized a joint Carolina league. So she's been doing qualifiers all over North and South Carolina. Those finals are coming up. They're doing a big three-day weekend at Super Abari uh, for the opening. That's sort of the big culmination of um, everything since things kind of got recertified. But, you know, state championships were put on hold till this year. So there is so much going on. We are so very excited. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of places that I'm not even aware of that are absolutely killing it. But uh, those are the ones I'm aware of, at the very least. Well, it sounds like I need to get over and visit my family soon. (laughs) Please do. It is amazing. Yeah, see, you have a reason to go. I have a reason. I have an excuse. I have a reason. Yeah, I'm going to come visit you guys. 
I'll definitely see you in between bouncing around all of the arcades um, and hitting every league night known to humankind. I mean, shoot, maybe I'll bring my grandma. Perfect. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I don't know if she'd like it. We'll see. Um, but no, that sounds really awesome. I've brought my parents to several league nights. They'll be just fine. Excellent. She will survive at the very least. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you've got your league. What do you have coming up next? Like I said, uh, the big uh, CPCS um, Carolina Pinball Championship Series Finals. That's 20th through 22nd, I believe. And then right after that, I'm actually off to Ohio. Um, I signed up for the Amazing Race uh, Tournament. So Oh, that's so much fun. I got peer pressured into that. I had a bunch of friends like, hey, have you signed up yet? Well, I guess I'm going to Ohio, so... That's exciting. I believe that's second weekend of June. And what is the Amazing Race? I've heard about it. I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> I, I've been peer pressured into this. I've had a handful of people reach out. It's like, have you signed up yet? Here's the link. You totally should. And we'll get there. I'll figure it out eventually. But uh, <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things. We'll look it up. We'll watch it in match play. We'll look it up and we'll put a link in the show notes, listeners. I've heard a little bit about it, too. Like, I've seen stuff posted on uh, socials. So I th- I think it's styled like the show where you do challenges. It seems a la Pinball Olympics, uh, but uh, not Pinball Olympics. But we'll put, we'll put some stuff in the show notes. And Sammy, you can prep yourself so you can kind of figure out, like, you're like, what is going on? So I know it's <laughs> a level one in columbus and they stream my league or they air my league nights there as well so oh that's nice oh c plus is awesome i gotta support them for that they're so great the Colum- but the columbus ladies like i mean they're always like hey you gonna come i was like i, I can't come <laughs> but they they're but they're so supportive of women in pinball and just uh, they're just cool they're cool chicks. And, and everybody in Columbus, it's just a, such a great pinball scene. And it's definitely on the list of places I want to go. Like Ohio pinball, it, they're very passionate. And, you know, they've got some of the top players in the world. You know, we've had Holly Koskakin on the show. Uh, great friend. Jen Ruper, of course, big friend of the show. It, it, the list goes on and on. But it's on my list of places to go. Th- it is definitely on my list. So I think you're going to have an amazing time. Maybe after the Carolinas. <laughs> Maybe later. That's the thing. Every time we have somebody on the show, I'm like, there's another place we need to go. Like, I was like, my my heart is wanting, but my wallet is low. You know, it's like, it's like, ugh. We're already, I'm like already like thinking about like how I'm going to pay for this like, Massachusetts trip. It's like, oh, but it's going to be great. But Sammy, you know, as we kind of wrap this up a little bit, what is like the coolest or like kind of like what's the one thing like through this like journey with, you know, streaming and, and kind of really getting into competition with more? What's been like the the most surprising takeaway from all of it? How far it's come, to be honest. I'm a very competitive person, but that's never really gone anywhere for any of the other pursuits. And since I joined pinball, I'm on Stern Rewards list. I was second most improved in the world, like my fourth month playing. And, you know, I've won a handful of big tournaments. I won the tournament in Chicago. And that led to Jen Ruper tugging on my sleeve. It's like, hey, Jack Danger wants to speak to you. It's, why? 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 What? <laughs> that just doesn't even make sense. And just all of these weird, just fluke or coincidences or just these little moments in pinball that I never would have expected when I started playing. And it's just been amazing. It's been so much fun. 
I love that. That That's perfect. Sammy is the host of Triad Pinball on Twitch. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, when do you stream, Sammy? So most consistently, Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Uh, EST. We try to do more things. We will be streaming the uh, championship series a couple weeks away now. I'm in talks with doing a sponsored stream with the local chain of arcades. Very hopeful for that. Fingers crossed. Really just trying to grow wherever I can, whenever I can, and um, we'll see what happens. I love it. We'll put a link in the show notes to uh, Sammy's stream. Again, that's uh, Try Ad Pinball on Twitch. But Sammy, we've we've loved having you on the show. We've got one more uh, segment here to do with you. But before we get to that, Rebecca, I haven't packed up my knives yet. Lauren. I know. You need to pack up your knives. I've been sick. You have a discount code. I do have a discount code. Everybody gets a discount code. You get a discount and you get a discount. Our amazing friends at District Cutlery, districtcutlery.com, are offering a discount to our listeners. Pinball 25. That's the word pinball and the number 25. You are going to get 25% off all of their sharpening services. So don't have dull knives. Don't be dull. Um, Be sharp. You want to be sharp (laughs) is better than dull. Oh, you could have sharp knives like uh, Roger Sharp's uh, abilities to save pinball. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm workshopping it. I'm workshopping it. Our puns are a journey. But we absolutely uh, love our friends at District Cutlery. Uh, they, If you don't have knives and you need some knives in your life, they have all of these really cool, amazing, very fancy knives that you can buy. But again, if you need your knife sharpened, they are offering a discount to our listeners Pinball 25, just put that in the promo code. You can ship them your knives and they will ship them back and they will be sharp and ready to go. But again, thank you so much to our sponsors, District Cutlery in the DC metro area. And you can find out more about them at their website, districtcutlery.com. Yay! We love you guys. (laughs) All right. It is time for like the big thing. This is like the thing we do. Like everybody talks about this segment. Like when when people like interact with Rebecca and I, they're always like, you know, it's inside the pinball arcade, which is our one segment where we find out about you and your pinball mind. And people just love it. So we're excited that you're here with us, Sammy. Would you like to play? Of course. Let's do it. Yay! Yay! I've never had anybody say no. We've never had anybody say no, but I'm like waiting for the day when they I say-, say no and then they like hang up and just disappear. <laughs> We're like, wait. I was like, oh, no. It's so sad. Okay. So Sammy's listened to the show, so, so she kind of knows how this works. But for those of you who may be new to the show, we're going to ask her a bunch of questions about pinball and her, her likes and dislikes. And again, like we said, we're going to find out more about her pinball mind. And I'm going to let Rebecca run this one. So Rebecca, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Sammy, are you ready? Ready to go. All right. Let her rip. All right. Sammy Bacon, what machine do you love? Iron Maiden. I mentioned I was on the Stern Rewards list. That's that's the machine I purchased. And I don't play mine quite as often as I should. But every time I do, it's, oh, I forgot how good this machine is. And I just beat the Beast for the first time like two <gasps> weeks ago. So I'm thrilled about that. Nice. That's amazing. That game is hard. It is amazing. It is hard. It is hard. It's so much fun. I'm not an Iron Maiden music fan, but I love that game. And it is hard. It is so, so hard. What's really funny is, is I didn't care too much about the music. And then I played the game. And then I was like, and now I, I'm like, oh, I like this music. This is good because it makes me think about playing pinball. So that's a really weird feeling. And I'm okay with it. 
<laughs> Second question. Sammy Bacon, what machine do you hate? With a little asterisk. Could also be strongly dislike or like your least favorite thing to end up in at a tournament. But like, hate's a strong word. But we understand. Not for this machine. I loathe the DMD Playboy. We have it on location at Reboot where we host League and I hate it. I'm all for sex work. Theme is problematic. Don't care for it. The shots are weird. The code is bland. Just uninvent that game and the world of pinball would be better for it. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. Hot take. Yeah, it is a hot take. I Hot take. I, I mean, mean, you know... I know that we had um, Rebby Hardy on the show a while ago, and she also, like, and she did work for Playboy, so her perspective was very different, I feel like. So I get it both from both sides. Also, I'm sitting here going, I'll never forget when Jordan was just like, they should just retheme Playboy to play girl, and I'm like, I wouldn't be mad about that. I I would not be mad about that either. Just make it a Chippendales. But I but I agree with Sammy. Like like I agree. Like I don't have a problem with that. It's not necessarily the theme. I just don't think it's like a really great like gameplay, you know. But it's you know it was like ah it's like ah. well and I will say one of my biggest issues is I'm always trying to think of how to get new people and especially women into pinball. And when that machine is on the floor, it makes it so much more difficult. Like. I see people, and women especially, avoid it all the time. It is not the game that I will go towards to play. I can confirm that. And World Poker Tour. I'm not into that either. Ooh, that's another one. Well, yeah, it's kind of scary. But yeah, no, I like it. So maybe like not a hot take, like a lukewarm take, but like I like the opinion. And I like the reason and the rationale behind it. Same. It would be a really good like reductress article. That sounds right, yeah. Sammy, what is your favorite pinball sound? And that can be a sound of like a mech, like a mach- the sound that the machine makes, or it could be like a sound effect. I was so excited when I first heard you ask this question. One of my favorite questions is what is the best tilt warning sound? So for me, the answer is one and the same. It's the new Jurassic Park Nedry, like just chastising. Like it's so good. It's the right level of condescending. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> it makes you really mad at him, too. Like, I do not like it when he uh-uh-uh's me. I'm like, uh-uh, mm-mm, uh-uh, 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 I hate uh-uh. it, but it's also like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have put it in that position. Like, <sighs> <laughs> Stop being right, Nedry. Jeez. It's fair. It's fair. What is your favorite pinball art package? Like cabinet, back glass, play field, all together? Similar answer to before. I love my Iron Maiden premium with the Egyptian theme and the hieroglyphics. And I got to go to Egypt when I was a kid and I amazing trip. And I just have loved anything Egyptian since. So perfect art package. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to pick your brain about the Moon Knight series whenever you have a chance. I need to catch up on that. Yes, please. Oh, oh. For listeners, uh, Moon Knight is the Disney Plus uh, Marvel series for Moon Knight, where it's like got Egyptian gods and goddesses and like deep mythology, but also like comic book superheroes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac, who, you know, talks a lot to himself, who isn't himself. It's amazing. It's so good. It's so good. It's, it's beautiful. Also, 
I did not know that's what that show was about. Like, I've heard people keep on talking about it, but I ha- I hadn't watched it because I was like, what is, is it like about space? I don't know. Lauren, you like mythology. I do. Therefore, that's why I'm like, you would like this show. I was like, why am I not watching this show? I, will, I, will watch I have two copies of Edith Hamilton's mythology. No joke. Um, I don't have any. I read all the Egyptian stuff and then like Greek was like, mm. anyway, mythology. We love the art package that, but Zombie Yeti, I mean, crazy talented. So talented. So talented. That premium art package is chef's kiss. Ugh. Sammy, what is your holy grail pin? The pin that you do not have that you would possibly sell organs or your soul to obtain. That one was tricky. I think Black Knight 2000. Oh. Not a super complex game. What is it about that machine? I was mentioning all these weird fluke stories. I have a lot of them for that machine, including the only time I've ever been heckled in public playing that game. I turn around and it's Steve Ritchie. Oh, snaps. <laughs> He's like the only person what? who could get away with doing what? that. But uh, but yeah, I recognized him and he saw that and started teasing me for the shock to just jaw hitting the floor reaction I had. And uh yeah, just struck up a conversation. It was super nice. And um, I just, I love that machine. And I love the music. And I just, it's great. Big fan. The music is good. It's so good. That's such a great story. I'm like, <laughs> to be heckled by Steve Ritchie on his game. Like, okay, okay. He's the only one who could get away with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like cosmic destiny. The skies opened and Steve Ritchie heckled from above. And then he was there and it was amazing. Let's see. What is your favorite pinball tournament and or event? Anything that Teresa Edwards touches, basically. I've played in a handful of her tournaments now, and I just absolutely love the team events that she puts on. And to me, it is just what social pinball should be distilled into a single event. You know, just hey, you know, you're my teammate and therefore let me teach you how this works and, you know, let's work together to both get a better score and, you know, just bringing new players up and it gives players who may not win or succeed very often, they now have that chance to do so and just makes it so much more easy to get into competitive pinball. So, huge fan. She is a fantastic lady. Another Ohio lady, uh, Therese, is just phenomenal and she's been in the hobby for so long and has made such an impact but i love that answer so good i know we need to go to ohio i know all right we're getting to the end who or whom living past real famous fictional you know animated is fine too would you like to play pinball with frieden out of chicago she She welcomed me into my first women's tournament ever as recently out baby trans, and um, I have yet to meet her in person uh, with the whole COVID thing going on, and I just really want to meet her in person, and I want to flip, and I want to give her a big hug and just thank her for all of the support she gave me back in the early days of um, trying to figure out who I was, so she was certainly a big help. Sammy. Aww. So I love that answer. Lauren's gonna cry. I know. Like, it's the mold. It's the mold. It's not, <laughs> it's I'm not emotional. It's the mold. But Frieden Johnson is amazing. She is the founder of Pinball Super Friends, and um, we've had her on the show. And I'm in the same boat you are, Sammy. Like her and I know each other very well virtually, but we've never met in person. 
Also, we are in the Bells and Dragons, aka the Bells and Chimes Dungeons and Dragons group that's going on. What? That sounds amazing. Put a plug in if you are interested in that. If you guys want to play, it's super, it's super low threat. Like they're teaching, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons in my life, but they're teaching a bunch of bells how to do it. And she's the um the the, the dungeon master. I don't yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the right term, but she's the one that runs it. Yes. Yes, it is. Also, I'm like looking for that Facebook group literally right now. Yeah, no. Um, if you're interested, email the show and I'll put you in touch with uh, the coordinators. Frieden's helping, but she's not one of the coordinators, but she's a, a great person, Sammy. I mean, like awesome answer. I love it so much. She's amazing. I feel really bad because I'm just like, I got to see her in Chicago and I got to see her in MGC. So I'm like, she's Stop great. It. She's, I'm sorry. Look, it's not, what? I just keep going places and finding people. It's what I do. That sounds really creepy. I'm so sorry. I just go to places and find people. I'm like Liam Neeson, but friendly and with pinball. That was weird. I'm sorry. Anyway, last question. <laughs> Sammy, what is your dream theme? What does not exist that you would have exist? I want something aggressively queer. Okay. I like this. I want either like She-Ra and the Princesses of Power or super relevant to my uh, journey, Sailor Moon. You know, just something in that category. I would absolutely love to see that. Sailor Moon would be so great. Who would you have make it? Well, I'm like, what's your dream team? Like, ooh, that'd be a really, mm, see, that's a question I wasn't prepared for. Because I'm actually trying <laughs> to get into, like, I'm an engineer, so I would trying to get into or you could make the it. design. You can build it yourself. You could build this. So we just talked about this on the, the episode with uh, Katie and Livia. It's your resume. You build it. And then you're like, here's my resume. Here's this cool pinball machine I just built. Ta-da! Well, so first on that list, um, my friends, uh, Dwayne and I, were trying to do a Rocco's Modern Life pin. And that was his idea. And, you know, I basically told him, look, if you design it and, like, figure out what you want, I will program it. I will learn the language and we will make it happen. And kind of sort of got kicked to the back burner for a little bit. But we're working on it here and there. But uh, so that's project number one. But Yes, I absolutely want to do something eventually. Make it work. I would really, really like a Sailor Moon machine. Sailor Moon would be great. Like There was a really crazy Sailor Moon arcade cabinet that came from Japan that was at Galloping Ghost. And I was like, I have never seen this before. And this could have gotten me into video games like 20 years ago. But I didn't know it existed. And I would like a Sailor Moon pinball machine, please. Please. Please and thank you. It can be done. We'll work on it. We'll get there. One day. Someday, someday soon. Please, please and thank you, all the universe of heavens. Please, please open it up and give me a Sailor Moon machine with all the full licensing and all of the assets and bonus point. I don't, I don't know how you could change. Like, oh, you know, it'd be really fun. Uh, you know, like the ventricular art stuff, where it like hold depending on the angle, it, you see a different thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the uh, the translate should be. The ventricular art where they. They change. Anyway, I'm not really excited about your dream team. That's all. Anyway, you win. You win. You Yay. have completed Yay. and survived the Inside the Pinball Arcade while Rebecca's ADHD medication wore off. So you've done amazing. Yes. Well, well done, done, you. you. <laughs> so thank you so much. This has been amazing. Where can we find you? 
Like, not where can we find you? You're here right now in this podcast episode with us. Where can the people who are listening to this episode find you? Find me online, twitch.tv slash triad pinball. I'm on Facebook, Sammy Bacon. Shoot me a friend request. Pop in, say hi. Yeah, let's be friends. Yay! I love it. Yay! Sammy, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. We have just so enjoyed getting to know you. And I cannot wait to meet you in person. It will happen. Yes. I will I will make it happen. You should go to Pintastic. Oh. Because we will be there. We will see. Just throwing it out there. This is peer pressure. Yeah, and it worked once. It is at least yeah. on the same coast. This is true. The other issue is I'm a part-time Rennie, so I have to manage way more travel than just pinball. Oh, wait. Rennie like Renfair? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, yes. Oh, man. All right. That, that's a separate podcast episode where we where we cross Renfair and uh, Pinball. Lauren, there was that pinball machine, that pinball machine at Renfair. It exists. It's real. I know. I, I know. We had the picture. Okay. It exists. It's a, a giant wooden pinball machine. It's ridiculous. It's very exciting. But again, Sammy, thank you so much. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Uh, we, we have totally enjoyed having you here and we cannot wait. I cannot wait to meet you in person. If you like what you're hearing, uh, you can support us on Patreon. We've got that charcuterie level package now for those of you who are super into us, $25 a month. Or you could do the nightlight level and still get all of our love and devotion for $5 a month. Uh, if you like, don't like, you know, have thoughts and feelings about the show, email us backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. If you need swag, again, we said the 2.0 shirts are coming, so hold on to that. But if you need a shirt or something right now, you can click on the swag link on our website, which, of course, is backboxpinballpodcast.com. Again, thank you, everyone, for your support. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And keep flipping. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To receive updates and the latest episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at dream themes, show notes, and more, visit our website at www.backboxpinballpodcast.com. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep flipping.